Good day. This is the way back to Eden's ministry, a platform that promotes truth. I am your host. I am Bayhorse 326. The purpose of this podcast is to inspire this community onto higher heights in righteousness and to turn our hearts toward Eden restored. At this spiritual filling station, I am inviting you to come on in and to sit down for a few minutes, listen in and drink up these words of truth. Right here, right now, you can receive into your heart the truth that will sanctify you and set you apart for holy use through today's spoken word. I will glean today's spoken word from the book of Revelation. Revelation meaning revealed, the revealed book. Revelation 21 verses 1 through 7. Revelation 21 verses 1 through 7. And I will entitle this podcast, The Restoration of Eden. The Restoration of Eden. And so we begin. Revelation 21 verses 1 through 7. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of the heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. I want to spend a few minutes talking about the restoration of Eden. And many of us are familiar with the fall of Adam and Eve, our foreparents. And I want to just take a deeper dive into the subject of restoration the restoration of Eden as well as mankind after sin has run its course. And so 6,000 years have been allotted to the human race for the full plan of restoration or the full plan of salvation. That's how long the creator has given to humankind to purge us of this sin condition 
that we have and to restore to restore his people. And so I begin with this backdrop that the Garden of Eden remained upon the earth long after man had become an outcast from its beautiful home. So Adam and Eve were in the garden, in a beautiful garden, and the serpent um, was used by the devil, Lucifer, fallen though he was, he was, his name was changed from Lucifer, which meant light bearer to Satan, the adversary. He became the enemy of the Most High God. And of course, he used the medium of the serpent and deceived Eve and Adam fell with her because he loved her. Many think that this story is not real. It is not a true account, that it is a fable. And many of us would rather believe Hollywood than believe the word of the Most High God. And so the fallen race was permitted to gaze upon the home of the innocence. After their fall, they were expelled out of the Garden of Eden and the entrance was barred. They could not go in. They could only walk by and see it. Their entrance was barred only by the by the by the watching angels, two two cherubims that were stationed at the garden to guard it. And the cherubim guarded gate of Eden. The divine glory was revealed so they could see, but they could no longer enter in. And Adam and his sons. After where they were, were expelled, you know, he and Eve did continue to multiply. God did not wipe them out immediately. You know, the sin had to run its course in their life and in the life of their children and so on and so on, even to where we are today. And his sons, Adam and his sons, came to worship God as they had repented and renewed their vows of obedience to the law they had transgressed. Yet they could not go back into the garden. But they were able to continue with their lives, um, living in obedience, following Adam's transgression and Eve's transgression, which had banished them from Eden. When the tide of iniquity overspread the world and the wickedness of men determined their destruction. So this is the continuation of Adam and Eve and then his descendants. Now the wickedness of earth grew so much so that Christ had to send a flood of waters into the earth, the flood. We all know, many of us know the story of the flood and only eight were saved in the ark. And the hand that had created Eden had withdrawn Eden from the earth, lifted it up, if you will, the beautiful garden of Eden, removed it to a secure location, and he will bring it back again at the appointed time. However, in the final restitution, when there shall be a new heaven and a new earth, the garden of Eden is to be restored more gloriously, gloriously than at the beginning. Can you imagine? The garden was so beautiful. And then God is even going to re bring it back and it's going to be even more glorious than that which was formerly um, instituted. The great plan of redemption results in fully bringing back the word or the great plan of redemption results in fully bringing back the world into God's favor. That's what we're in right now. This great controversy is about choosing righteousness over unrighteousness 
and bringing the world back into God's favor. A called out and chosen people will be restored. All that was lost by sin is to be restored. Not only man, but the earth itself is to be redeemed and to be the eternal abode of the obedient. And for 6,000 years, Satan has struggled to maintain possession of the earth. That's what we're into right now. That is the controversy right here. Good over evil. And it seems to our eyes that evil is winning. But I have good news for you. It will not win. When Christ died on the cross and was resurrected, that showed us that sin lost, even though we're bearing out the transgressions, running its full course for 6,000 years, which is the allotted time for mankind. Now, God's original purpose in its creation is accomplished. The saints of the Most High, those who are redeemed, shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. God's original purpose in the creation of the earth is fulfilled, as it is made the eternal abode of the redeemed. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The time has come to which holy men have looked with longing since the flaming sword barred the first pair from Eden. We just talked about Adam and Eve being expelled from the Garden of Eden. The time for their redemption of the purchased possession. Humankind who have been faithful will inherit the earthly originally the earth was originally given to man as his kingdom and of course he was betrayed by the enemy lied and deceived betrayed by him into the hands of satan and so long held by the mighty foe we have been captured and we are quarantined in the earth today because of sin and the restorers, those who are keeping the laws, statutes, commandments, and judgments of God will be brought back by the great plan of redemption. Then all whom have kept God's commandments shall breathe in immortal vigor beneath the tree of life. And through ceaseless ages, the inhabitants of sinless worlds shall look in that garden of delight when Eden is restored, it will be called a garden of delight, a sample of the perfect work of God's creation, untouched by the curse of sin. This is a sample of what the whole earth would have become had man fulfilled the Creator's glorious plan. All that was lost by the first, by our first parent, Adam, and Eve will be restored by the second, has been restored by the second Adam, which is Yeshua, the restorer. So he came, he showed us the way, he kept the laws, statutes, commandments, and judgments, and he showed mankind that even though Satan said that his laws could not be kept, he came to prove to us that we can keep his laws, 
And so he did it in human flesh. The prophet Micah, the prophet Micah says in Micah 4, verse 8, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, unto thee shall it come, even the first dominion. And so God created the earth to be the abode of holy, happy beings. That purpose will be fulfilled when renewed by the power of God and freed from sin and sorrow. It shall become the eternal home of the redeemed of planet earth. After Adam's expulsion from Eden, Adam's life on earth was filled with sorrow. Every dying leaf, every victim of sacrifice, every blight upon the fair face of nature, every stain upon man's purity were fresh reminders of his sin. That was Adam. But today you and I can see the effects of sin in every murder, every rape, every wickedness that has been done, the sacrificing of, of humans today, every wicked way is a reminder of the fall of Adam and Eve that has caused our condition today. Terrible was the agony of remorse by our foreparent Adam as he beheld iniquity abounding and in answer to his warnings, he met the reproaches cast upon himself as the cause of sin. Every day of Adam's life, following his fall into sin, every day, he was met with mourning. Every day was a day of repentance for him, if you will. Every day was sorrowful. With patient humility, he bore for nearly a thousand years the penalty of transgression. Faithfully did he repent of his sin and trust in the merits of the promised savior and he died in the hope of a resurrection the son of god redeemed man's failure and fall and now through the work of the atonement adam is reinstated in his first dominion that's after all has been said and done adam will be restored as as well as all those who followed him who were righteous transported with joy says adam he beholds the trees that were once his delight the very trees whose fruit he himself had gathered in the days of his innocence and joy he sees the vines that his own his own hands had trained the very flowers that he once loved to care for his mind grasped the reality of the scene. He comprehends that this is indeed Eden restored, more lovely now than when he was banished from it. The Savior leads him to the tree of life and plucks the glorious fruit and bids him to eat. He looks about him and beholds a multitude of his family 
redeemed, standing in the paradise of God. Then he casts his glittering crown at the feet of Yeshua and falling upon his breast, embraces the Redeemer. He touches the golden harp and the vaults of heaven echo the triumphant song. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the lamb that was slain and lives again. The family of Adam take up the strain and cast their crowns at the Savior's feet as they bow before him in adoration. This reunion is witnessed by the angels who wept at the fall of Adam and rejoiced when Yeshua, after his resurrection, ascended to heaven, having opened the grave for all who should believe on his name. Now they behold the work of redemption accomplished and they unite their voices in the song of praise. There are mansions that are prepared for earth's pilgrims. Believe it or not. Believe it though. I would prefer that you believe. This is where your faith comes in to believe that there are mansions prepared for earth's pilgrims. That's you and I. A fear of making the future inheritance seem too material has led many to spiritualize away the very truths which lead us to look upon it as our home. Yeshua assured his disciples that he has gone to prepare mansions for them in, the, in his father's house. And those who accept the teachings of God's word will not be wholly ignorant concerning the heavenly abode. Human language is inadequate to describe the reward of the righteous. It will be known only to those who believed and behold it. No finite mind can comprehend the glory of the paradise of God. In the Bible, the inheritance of the saved is called a country. There the heavenly shepherd leads his flock to fountains of living waters. The tree of life yields its fruit every month and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. There are ever-flowing streams, clear as crystal, and beside them, waving trees cast their shadows upon the paths prepared for the ransomed of the Lord. There the wide-spreading plains swell into hills of beauty, and the mountains of God rear their lofty summits. On those peaceful plains, beside those living streams, God's people, so long pilgrims and wanderers, shall find a home. Is this you? Is this me? There are homes for the pilgrims of earth, there are robes for the righteous, with crowns of glory and palms of victory. All that has perplexed us in the providences of God will in the world to come be made plain. The things hard to be understood will then find explanation. The mysteries of grace will unfold before us, where our finite minds discovered only confusion and broken promises and heartache we shall see the most perfect and beautiful harmony in Eden restored. We shall know that infinite love 
ordered the experiences that seemed most trying as we realize the tender care of him who makes all things work together for our good. We shall rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Brethren, we are homeward bound. He who loved us so much as to die for us hath built for us a city. The new Jerusalem is our place of rest. There will be no sadness in the city of God, no wail of sorrow, no dirge of crushed hopes and buried affections will be evermore be heard. Soon the garments of heaviness will be changed for the wedding garment. Soon we shall witness the coronation of our king. Those whose lives have been hidden with Christ, those who on this earth have fought the good fight of faith, will shine forth with the Redeemer's glory in the kingdom of God. Heaven is a good place. I long to be there and behold my lovely Savior who gave his life for me. I long to be changed into his glorious image. Oh, for language to express the glory of the bright world to come. I thirst for the living streams that make glad the city of our God. Patriarchs and prophets have been given a view of other worlds. Wings were given them and angels attended them from the city to a place that was bright and glorious. The grass of the place was living green and the birds there sung sweet songs. They saw the inhabitants of this place of all sizes. They were noble, majestic, and lovely. They bore the express image of Christ, and their countenances beamed with holy joy, expressive of the freedom and happiness of the place. One prophet asked why they were so much more lovely than those on the earth, and the reply was, We have lived in strict obedience to the commandments of God and have not fallen by disobedience like those on the earth. The desire of the seer was to remain in that place as they could not bear the thought of coming back to sin-blighted earth. And the angel said, Oh no, you must go back and relay what you have seen. And if you are faithful, you with the 144,000, shall have the privilege of visiting all the worlds and viewing the handiwork of God. That was a disappointment for that, per for that prophet who saw what the glorious other worlds look like. The united family of heaven and earth will rejoice. There the redeemed shall know even also as they are known the loves and sympathies which God himself has planted in the soul shall there find truest and sweetest exercise. The pure communion with holy beings, the harmonious social life with the blessed angels and with the faithful ones of all ages who have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The sacred ties that bind them together, the entire redeemed family will be living in the earth made new. 
What a beautiful promise. What joy will be there. The nations of the saved will know no other law than the law of heaven. All will be happy, united, clothed with the garments of praise and thanksgiving. Over the scene, the morning stars will sing together and the sons of God will shout for joy while God and Christ will unite in proclaiming, there shall be no more sin, neither shall there be any more death. From that scene of heavenly joy, the ascension of Christ there comes back to us on earth, the echo of Christ's own wonderful words. I ascend unto my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. The family of heaven and the family of earth are one. For us, Yeshua ascended and for us, he lives. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him because he lived and reigned to make intercession for us. Do we believe that, brothers and sisters? Long have believers in the earth waited for their Savior's return. I often think of humankind and their frailties and a quick desire to believe this, a quicker desire to believe deception than the truth. They would rather believe Hollywood fables and it, instead of the word of God than their creator. They would rather believe Hollywood and its fables than to believe the creator, their creator, and his truths and his promises. Nevertheless, God's promises are sure. Soon we shall be in our promised home, Eden restored. There Christ will lead us beside the living stream, flowing from the throne of God, and will explain to us the dark providences through which on this earth he brought us through in order to perfect our characters. There we shall be, and there we shall behold, with undimmed vision, the beauties of Eden's delightful restoration. All the redeemed will be casting at the feet of the Redeemer, the crowns that he has placed on their heads, and touching their golden harps. The redeemed will fill all heaven with praise to him that sitteth on the throne. Let all that is beautiful in our earthly home remind us of the crystal river and green fields, the waving trees and the living fountains, the shining city and the white-robed singers of our heavenly home. That world of beauty which no artist can picture, no mortal tongue describe. The word of the Lord says, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love, believe, and obey him. Eden will be restored, believe it or not. This is today's spoken word. Please note, Today's spoken word and all prior episodes can be found on varied podcast platforms to include Spotify and Anchor FM under the name The Way Back to Eden. And brothers and sisters, as we part today, 
I leave you with these words. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, unto Yahweh be glory in the body of believers, through Yeshua the great Messiah, throughout all ages, world without end. Yahweh, we thank you so much for these few minutes spent in thinking upon your kingdom restored. Thank you for your love, thank you for your mercies, and thank you for your grace. And may we remain faithful, trusting in you and believing in you, is my prayer in Yeshua's name. Amen and amen. Shalom.